everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 476. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigagami. So, how is everybody doing tonight? Nah. Sleepy already, and I want my pizza, but I cannot have pizza until we finish. <laughs> I had pizza before I started, and now I'm very sleepy. Look, two, two, two things that you go. Number one, I ain't stopping you from having pizza. You can sit here... Eat pizza on the stream, do an article, and if you have to tell somebody off while eating your slice of pizza, I ain't gonna stop you. And, <laughs> and, and, and number two, pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Yay, bruh. Okay. Yes, that's sweet and sour. Let's try it. Let's go. Oh, we're echoing, FYI. Huh. I don't know if it's the same problem we had last week, too. Um, and technically, I think the week know. before. Yeah, I, for some reason, for Ranma, it doesn't show up in post, so we're sorry we're still having the echo issue, guys. On on his end, it doesn't show up at all, so... Well, I think I know what it is, and I don't know how to split it, because when because mm. when y'all talk, my microphone meter goes up, as well as the speaker meter, so... Mm. That's what it is. So when y'all are talking, I have to sit here and manually hit them the uh, mute button or something like that. Actually, I'm going to try this. Um... There we go. See, I I'm. This is what I'm going to do instead. I am simply going to mute my input microphone, the input in, and then just let and just let it ride but for some reason when i do it that way i don't know if they can still hear us but i know the recording is still going and it's picking me up okay can you guys in chat still hear ranma going and still hear us we'll find out in just a bit i know we'll <laughs> find out next week uh, next time uh, on Jojo, uh, Ranma's Bizarre Adventures. Yeah. Ah, I hear Ranma and Ichigo is now echoing. I was not echoing before, but uh, VX8 can hear us, so. And Mako-chan is also echoing. So we're still echoing, unfortunately. I mean, okay, um, to everybody else, are we, uh, VX8 says lots of echo from you all, so I honestly don't know, um. I, I'm, I'm just as confused. I might have to try that new version of voice mod. Hopefully they mm. fix some of the issues because everything was coming through there and it was kind of working great. But yet, what was, but yet, you know, what was interesting is that y'all was saying there was a lot of clipping on my microphone from that. So it's like, well, I don't know what the F to do. So, you um, know what, what we might have to do is just look into it because I know it has some built in, um, not noise suppressors, but noise gates and stuff. So maybe we can play around with those settings. I said you can go on with it, 
I think the recording ends up being fine. So as long as it's not bothering anyone else. And we really do appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. We really do heart you guys for helping us out with our technical issues. Um, we know that uh, it can be a little tiresome, but we appreciate you. Well, um, yeah. And, and, for, and for the record, as I say, whenever, you know, I'm in, my, I'm in the Windows Insiders program. So at least maybe two or three times a month, I will get a new build of Windows that... None of y'all will see for maybe for th- about from anywhere from like three to six months, and I don't do anything else except reset Streamlabs so it knows the audio inputs and the outputs. So I can tell you about eight updates back is around the time when Voice Mod started act- acting odd, and their engineers are working on shit. So you know, but as long as y'all can still hear me, I I'm perfectly okay because. The, the VU meters are not going off because I have the microphone input muted, but, you know, everything is fine for the most part. And that's just, I, I, I'm just like, wow. But I will say the audio recording is going well. I'm also recording this to upload to our YouTube for VODs at a later date. And I will be checking that to make sure the audio on that turns out to be pretty good for the most part. So we're going to try it this way and see. Um, probably later this week, I'm going to try the, the new version of Voice Mod. And then I'm going to have Ichigo join me so we can kind of play back and forth to make sure it doesn't do anything crazy. But the funny thing is, when I was on tech support, when I was contacting tech support, they kept telling me, make sure you, you are using headphones and not running through speakers. And I'm like, I always use headphones. But what's interesting is the times I do use speakers, which is like once a week, there's no feedback or anything. So, you know. Anywho, um, enough about that. Enough about the technical jibber-jabber and all and all that gr- craziness. Um, let's get the show on the road because I'm in a pretty decent mood because of what happened over the weekend and how the weather has been. So let's kind of let's kind of keep things going. So we're gonna go along with how was your week, how was your day, and just so you know, Ari is not in tonight because of uh, he's working late. So you know this happens maybe once a month. So don't worry, he will be back next week to tell us some amazing work adventures. All right, so Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, not bad. Uh, I ended up taking yesterday off, so I had a nice three-day weekend. That's good. And because the weather was absolutely gorgeous, for part of it, I actually sat outside with my laptop and decided to write. I don't have a porch area. Listen to music and watch Twitch, and it was just really, really nice to be out there. And into the um, so what did you do? You went out onto the porch yeah okay yeah even uh i put the lights on out there it was really nice and this was saturday night so nobody was actually out there playing music or anything so it was just really nice and quiet you know what not for nothing if i had a decent back backyard private area i probably do the same thing like y'all have seen like there's this little alcove outside where the kids were trying to turn it into their own clubhouse or something like that. If that was more of a walk-in style alcove area, I would actually go out there during the summer with the chair, with the drink, and just just sit out there with a laptop and work. I pro- 
and probably put a little like little TV out there or something like that. I don't know. Something interesting. Eh, the yeah. TV, I think, would be too much. If you're going to be out there yeah, with your laptop, yeah, just skip the TV. Yeah, you're probably correct about that. But it's just, it just a thought, you know. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I sat, I relaxed. Um, yeah, that was basically it. I just had a nice relaxing weekend. I was able to write. And it was absolutely gorgeous out. <clears throat> Great, glad to hear that. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, it's gone pretty well. It basically um, been getting back into streaming again. I had a stream earlier today, and um, it went pretty well. I was playing my audio today, so I'm sorry if that was loud. I'm finding that my mic is a little um, loud. So I'm I'm playing with the levels and mm-hmm. trying to get everything right, you know. Wee streaming. Um, other than that, it's just been a lot of going <laughs> per mm. usual. Um, yeah, it's just basically been getting that uh, holiday grind going, I guess, and working on some projects for clients. Um, and That's good. Dealing with a lot of that kind of stuff. You know, why don't you just call your stream Stitch and Bitch Streams, you know? You'd probably get so many people coming in to join you. Well, I, honestly, I don't call it Stitch and Bitch Streams because it's not, we don't, it, it's not really that, per se. I mean, we do talk a little bit about the politics and mm. the history behind sewing and design and industry, but it's not a lot of bitching. To me, it's for education. Um, unfortunately, bitching has connotation that it's going to be tearing someone else down to bring me up and that's not at all my mm. so it's a I mean it's a fun idea but I just do chill and chats that's what I call them I like that even better but I actually think it would be better to be called a stitch and bitch if it was like you and a bunch of other cosplayers on stream you're working on your own things you know and it's just Stitch and bitch our stuff, come through, bring the alcohol, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, if it was, like, a late-night adult yeah. event, and I had other other fellow cosplayers or seamstresses with me, I think that would be a fun name for it. But, yeah, I, honestly, most of the time, those kind of events end up being more of, like, a private event, rather than um, being a large public gathering. But you can definitely, if you've got a group of good people together, you can definitely have a good stitch and bitch. Yeah, I can totally, yeah, I can see that, but, you know, if you spin it the right way, I, I, t- I totally get what you're saying. Anywho, so, my weekend day has been pretty decent for the most part. I've gotten more sleep, my sleep pattern has gotten to be a lot better, so I'm not really complaining too much. Except that I'm still waiting on a confirmation on a movie, on a DVD, shocker blu-ray that i ordered from um best buy i got i ordered a uh, birds of prey the story of harley quinn and, and her, her emancipation all of that they have it for eight bucks so i bought it i figured in-store pickup i'm still waiting for a confirmation so i can go pick up the damn movie and i said to myself i swear if i go into the theater i mean i want to say theater, i go into best buy and i see it on the shelf I'm probably going to bitch to a manager or something like that, but I picked up uh, the game I wanted, and I'll talk about that during Geek Roundtable, so um, that's basically has been 
it. Um, it's something I, well, I'll save that for uh, Geek Roundtable. So that's basically has been my weekend day. It, oh, and um, updating the websites. And I almost had a coronary because I couldn't get into the admin page for our website. It kept saying there was an error, you know, an email has been dispatched. I'm like, I haven't gotten the email. I think I know which plugin it is. I, tr- I disabled the plugin and tried It's not there. I log on. I go to the dashboard today. I was able to get into it. And I keep forgetting that when it comes to updates to WordPress and our main site, AnimeJamSession.com, it takes a lot longer for it to update everything where I can get into the back end and do stuff. Short of having like my hoster go, in, go FTPing in and doing something where I can just fix whatever it is or something like that. Because when I update the other sites, it's just... I think it's like it does the update like in an hour or so, something like that. And the thing is, I kept holding off on that because I think one time I did the update, I could not get in and I had to do some fancy technical script writing magic to get into the back end of the site in order to get shit going. And I'm just like, and to be perfectly honest, I really did not want to get into that. So, you know. And that's basically uh, my weekend day. All right. Go ahead with a little bit of housekeeping here. Um... Don't forget you can uh, interact with us here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're here Tuesdays at 9.30 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we're part of the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. And they also have a couple of shows on Sundays. Uh, the Buy Black Wolf Show and Orange Lounge Radio. Twitch TV slash Network. And don't forget we have a Discord, so come hang out with us in the Discord. It's vognetwork.com slash Discord. And every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has a channel. So come by, hang out, and have a good time. And don't forget uh, Fridays here on Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. It's me and Under the Pale just trading life stories, geek stories, and craziness on Grosner Brothers. So we usually run from 9 to 11. So we did a short show last week because it was... we basically, when you're watching the world burn, there's not much you can do to talk about what everybody's discussing about the world burning. So, and don't forget to check out um, GenXGeek.com. That's hosted, by, that's run by uh, Orange Lounge Radio's Dark Sakura. It's basically a brand new blog site, Geekery with GenXery. It's pretty cool. It's awesome, and we are working on having her on the show next month. So stick around for that. That's going to be fun. So, and why does this keyboard keep coming up? I don't need that. All right. Next up on the show is Geek Roundtable. This is the part of the show where you know we talk about. Some of the cool stuff we do, some of the non-anime stuff, and sharing good things. So, what you got for us this week there, uh, Mako-chan? Uh, yeah, so, um, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> of course! Yeah, uh, Ranma pointed this out to me on Amazon, and uh, it was only, you know, like 607 and considering it actually has uh, music in it, a uh, pretty damn good deal. Um, so yeah, so she uh, she actually when you like when you shake her head or mm-hmm. when you like bop her in the head, the music that she 
sings to that actually plays out of her head. Um, and it's really cool. I was playing around with it the other day and just completely bopping her over everything. <laughs> and then she's got her little keyboard guitar. That's precious. Yeah, I'd bop her, but you wouldn't hear it anyway. So, well, I guess I could do this way. Yeah, so... Do you feel better that you got that out of your system? Not at all. <laughs> it needs to continuously play forever and always. <laughs> or at least for the rest of this year. Well, I mean, yeah, but also, I, I think we can kind of say the way things are going for the rest of the year, it's not going to be that bad, but at least it's going to be somewhat enjoyable. Keyword being somewhat. Considering they're already playing Christmas commercials. They were playing Christmas commercials the last week of October. I was watching one of the stations and in the middle of freaking Shrek, up pops the Hershey Kiss commercial where the kisses are the bells. I'm like, it is, you know, still only November, right? And not late in November. It's early November. Why are Christmas commercials already playing? Yeah, the same. It's been the same with Christmas music. I've been having my little uh, ear pods and stuff in whenever I go shopping now because, no, I just can't. And you posted about the uh, Grinch <laughs> back the Grinch build a bear the other day, and that's why I was like, uh, I hope that Santa outfit isn't his his body because when they make plushies, sometimes they'll put the outfits as the body because I want to make the Grinch into a backpack so that people <laughs> back off whenever I'm like, okay, no Christmas, there's still we still can it just be Halloween for the rest of the year? Can we just cancel? Is it? <laughs> There but I have are a very few Build-A-Bears where the outfit is attached because the outfits are where they make their money. Yeah, the outfits are where they make their money. But yeah, it, I, I like the Grinch. and The the way you say the outfits is how they make their money just reminds me of when you buy a printer. The printer is cheap, but the ink is expensive and they make their money off the ink. It's like when you buy a game system. They make their money off the accessories. <laughs> yep. And um, in our chat room here at twitch.tv slash anime jam session, Chaos Yume says, so much Christmas music at work, it makes me cry. Now, here's the thing. I personally don't have any problem with Christmas music. No, but, you don't. But as somebody who has worked maybe about anywhere between 10 to 15 years in retail, November, I would I don't mind hearing at least no more than five Christmas songs in a week. Part of the normal playlist. Once it hits Black Friday, go ballsy with all the Christmas music you want. Because it's like, 
There is, and you do. Yeah. It's like, you know, around that time, I hear certain holiday songs, I'm like, yep, it's the holiday times. Well, that's because, now, here's the thing. One of the reasons why I do enjoy my holiday music is because I don't really listen to, like, the traditional holiday music. I listen to a lot of techno remixes, uh, J-pop Christmas songs, all that. I listen to the other stuff It where it is still Christmas music, but it's more of a modern poppy feel, so I can just kind of roll with it, per se, so... That's that's what I do. And then even after Christmas, I will still continue to listen to music up until about to the 5th of January, give or take, because you have to, in between like Christmas music, there's actual like winter holiday music. So, you know, it, it's something. So, you know. But yeah. As after, long as Mariah Carey is not on your playlist. Oh, actually, well, I she is, but at the same time, she's not. Believe you me, I'm kind of burnt out on All I Want for Christmas is You. I actually have a parody of that. I actually have two parodies of that. One where it's that whole beat overdone to the to Real Slim Shady by Eminem. It's basically Slim Shady versus Mariah Carey, so that's a fun track. And then there's another one that's kind of similar where it's different lyrics, so, you know, that's all it is. And to think that she actually did an updated version, child, you, you, you can't hit those vocals anymore. Just she hasn't been able to hit those vocals in years. Yeah, it's like... And unfortunately, I believe that is because she was hitting those vocals incorrectly for years. Probably. The and she damaged her voice by doing it. I will say there's only one song of hers that I, I love to death. And it's fantasy because she filmed a music video at Rye Playland, and that was that's Westchester County, my old home stomping ground. So that's that's all it is. And now we have moved to talking to Beetlejuice the musical. This is the part of the show where me and Ichigo are gonna kind of keep the show rolling while Michael goes hangs out in the chat because she loves her Beetlejuice. I love my Beetlejuice <laughs> enough that I saw the show twice. See, there you go. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Just say the B word. And because I didn't want to go alone, I made it birthday <laughs> gifts for everybody else. <laughs> hey, I, look, I, I, I ain't complaining, so. I, I, I'm hey, I, I, I did say, I did ask you if you wanted that for your birthday, and you said yes. Damn right. And... Honestly, honestly, Mako, people are leaning back on those positive experiences that they had before this so i'm sure that that is something that is keeping someone happy through what we're going through mm. it would keep me happier if they actually had a job once all of this is over mm. agreed agreed for sure because unfortunately um they were scheduled to close and the music man was supposed to go into their theater because and, yeah. They sold the rights to the theater two weeks after Beetlejuice started. And Beetlejuice didn't become, you know, million dollar a week until, you know, after its first month. Mm -hmm. And then they basically went, ah, oh, well. Yeah. And Kyle Jume says, I was supposed to see it for my birthday, but damn COVID hit. And I'm kind of sad about that because... She hasn't been to New York City in a long time. I was going to hang out with her. I was going to show her some of the cool foodie, foodie, nerdy, geeky spots and stuff like that. You know, but... I guess 
still do it, but we'll just be walking around in masks, you know? <laughs> All right, okay. Ichigo, what's up with you for our Geek Around table? Well, for things that do not pertain to anime and or Japanese culture, I finally replaced my studio heater. Mm. <laughs> so I will not be freezing off my little paws. Um, I also was able to find a secondhand um, gimbal, cell phone gimbal. So hopefully I will be able to execute some of the scripts I've been writing. I am I am very hard trying. I am very English trying to hard. I am very hard trying to English tonight for you guys. I don't know why my brain is super foggy right now. Um, but yeah, so um, I hope to do a lot more with those things. And um, and of course, Ronma is helping mm -hmm. me build a new rig. So hopefully in the future, I'll have a better computer and processing power there, and there, stuff. There should be some equipment so. coming to you in the next couple of weeks. I have to go after... Oh. I have to remind Wild Spice to grab the memory from that box and ship the rest to you. No problem. And um, I have another friend who has another processor that mm -hmm. she was looking at um, getting rid of in November. So I'll have kind of like a pick and choose. And mm -hmm. then whatever I don't use, I can just take to the e-cycle. So yep. I, I definitely appreciate all the help all my friends have been giving me. Um and, uh, of course, uh, streaming. I don't really stream about Japanese culture, but it seems like it's been going pretty well and overly positive. So my Geeky Roundtable has been building that community. Because I feel you know. like it's it's been a very positive space for me. So I think that that is good. So that's my Geeky Roundtable for the week. <laughs> awesome. All right, so my Geeky Roundtable is a particular game that I track down. Now... Mako-chan has a PSP, and most of the time, I would I borrow her PSP. It was to either play emulated games or one particular game at any time, and that was Luminous. I, I would sit there and play that game like it was nobody else's business. To me, it's like the, the puzzle game for the PSP. And... They ported it to Xbox 360 at Luminous Live. I think I bought that. And there's also Luminous Mobile. And I, I downloaded that and I played that for a little bit. And I totally forgot that they ported it to the Switch. But Limited Run Games put out a limited run of the game for the Switch. So here is Luminous Remastered for Nintendo Switch. And it was like $19.99, I think. Something like that. Yes, Bonds 006, I said Luminous. Yes, it's a part of the Black Friday deal deals that, that's going on. So I went and ordered and picked it up. And I'm actually looking up like the receipt to see how much I, I paid for it. I don't even see it here, but I'm seeing like a different article or something like that. But yes. I, I haven't cracked it open yet, and probably when I do, my, I'm probably going to end up logging more hours on that than any other game on my Switch. <laughs> Are you talking about the thing that's kind of like tetris yeah. Like a puzzle game? Yeah, you match, oh, okay. yeah, you match like, I think, color, like blocks of four or something like that, and it just clear, and it clears them. And it just Ooh. goes by dropping more lines and stuff. That seems dangerous. I might have to get into that, because I love me some Tetris. 
it's not like Tetris, but I tell you what, I I will turn on I, I will turn on my my camera and point it at my at my Switch screen, and I'll you can see me play it later if you like. It's a it's it's fun. I'm actually looking up the receipt or something like that. Um, I'll 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 look it up later towards the end. But also another good thing is that. I got a bit of a discount on my cell phone starting today. Now, I I was at the point, I'm at the point where I have no reason to upgrade after a year. But I saw a deal on T-Mobile where you can get a $500 credit towards a Galaxy phone if you upgrade certain ones. And I just got the S10 like about a year and some change ago. Um... So I end up I end up uh, going into uh, T-Mobile, trading it in for the S20, and I got the bill, and I didn't see the credit on there. So I spoke to somebody there. So now I'm paying basically instead of like nearly forty dollars a month with taxes and everything for this phone, I'm paying under twenty bucks for the next two years. So, damn. Exactly. Yeah. Marco, how long have you had your S20? Uh, I got it when it released. Mm -hmm. See, the thing is, it was just by luck. It's like every month they have different deals and stuff like that. So that that's basically what it is. So I, I just got, honestly, I just got lucky. So after two... After two years of paying for this phone, it'll be mine to keep, and per, and I'm and I'm basically just gonna wait out that two years and then pick up a new phone afterwards. Cause I have to admit, the S twenty is as zippy as all hell. I love it. Which one did you end up getting? The regular S twenty five G phone. I didn't want the Note. I didn't want the Ultra. I didn't want the FE. This no, phone... I got the Ultra. The camera is amazing on it. Yeah, but I, here's the thing. I Well, now T-Mobile, you don't need a, a deposit anymore. You just have to pay higher every month. But it was just more than what I really needed for what I needed to do. Yeah, but the camera is really, really nice. Mm. It's like speak camera. Mm. I can actually sit in my living room hmm. and get a full entire shot of the windows across um across the uh, courtyard not that i need to see in there but that's how good the camera is on this that's how much it actually you know mm -hmm. don't look at me like that ichigo <laughs> oh yeah i saw ichigo's comment you're you have a King Explosion murder phone. You, I do. I have you, a King Explosion murder phone. You I have I, I a think, Samsung 7 yeah. that I have created a brick, obviously. Well, because it just makes it easier to have a... I have basically three batteries worth of battery mm -hmm. in this charger on this phone. I got it secondhand. You know, you look, guys know me. I'm things, a secondhand technophile. I like look, to save the babies from the recycling. First and, things first. There's um, nothing wrong with But it is the also the... What was that, Ronma? There's nothing wrong with the S7 because I think I had I think I had that. Yeah, I had the seven. Got, okay, you had the seven. I got yeah. mine secondhand. I got mine secondhand, and I love it to death. But it is the King Explosion murder phone. It is the phone that was exploding and and taking off ears and stuff. So mm. it, you know, I mean, thankfully mine 
has held up well, and I don't think I have to worry about it. But yes, it is a King Explosion murder phone. <laughs> yes, and, and um, KS, you I'm may... happy with him. Yeah. He does a pretty good job. And, and... I have been looking at the S20. I have yeah. been. And, but, and, you know, it's one of those things it's where so if pretty. it still works... And in our chat room, yes. in our chat room here, uh, Bob Coffee says, "I tend to buy my phones outright, so I am rolling with S10 Lite I bought earlier this year. Wish I had known the S20 FE was going to be a thing, bro. You need to just keep tabs on T-Mobile. They they take care of you." And Chaos Yume says, "I love that you call it that. She's a Bakugo <laughs> fan girl. She you I you I have to say I'm I, not I, a Bakugo fan girl. I'm just I like uh, My Hero Academia, and I just think it's funny that he called himself King Explosion Murder. Oh, that, um, I've also been playing." With a lot of My Hero Academia fans in Among Us lobbies. Oh, 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 it's so. go, it's go. The fact that you said that, I have some fan art wallpaper to send you. Uh, Kiss Yume, she made this amazing My Hero Academia cr- cross Among Us fan art of them floating around in space. I ha- I'm, oh, that's cute. I'm going to, I'm going to forward those to you. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, forward it over to me. I'd love to see it. Definitely. But yeah, no, it definitely is. Akugo's name that he wanted to call himself, I think, in the first season. He was like, what's my superhero name? Is King Explosion Murder. <laughs> um, I know, so, right? Yeah, just, I, I, just, I make that joke because it, it, you know, hides the dark secrets, the generation of phone that I have, so. Awesome. And we have Ari in the chat saying his 20FE has been good to him so far. Well, that's good. I'm glad that people are finding the Samsung, the newer Samsung phones to be pretty good. I have been looking at the S20 but I'm waiting until it gets a little older. <laughs> no, I totally get that. And I would say, you know, for the camera quality, if you're doing if you're posting photos, that's definitely perfect. And you know, I'll admit I am one of those that likes to upgrade every year per se, but I think the last couple of uh last couple I just haven't um not cared it's like i'll wait a few months i like i'll see the phone that i want i'll wait a few months because the price is going to drop and then i'll upgrade i i get i think because the way i did it i just happened upon that deal because i was like i kind of want to upgrade but at the same time i didn't want to because the phone was like over a grand but now with the other s20 phones and the release of this i'm like and you save 500 i'm like deal you know yeah, for phone-wise, I've actually kept to Samsung uh, pretty much since I got a smartphone. And I always tend to get the odd numbers. So I had the 5, I had the 7, I had the 9. This should technically be 11, and they skipped a 20. So this is technically supposed to be an odd number. Mm. I just think they went 20 because of twenty twenty. Mm. All right. Now that we got that out, we got our phone geekery out the way, you know. Uh, I went from the Galaxy J7 to the Galaxy A5. I have a simple A10 phone here for when I, when I quote unquote go back to work just to do work things, you know. I don't need anything fancy for that. Just email, phone, that's it. But, you know, enough about that. Let's get into uh, tonight's topics. Oh, you mean we're actually going to do some articles tonight yeah, instead we of act- BS? Yeah. Well, we always BS, you know. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so I'm starting this shit off. Yep, yes you are. Uh, Kyoto Animation wins a Women in Diversity uh, Award, or I should say Women in Animation Diversity. Mm. They were honored with the 2020 Women in Animation Diversity Award for Corporate Achievement at its fourth annual Women in Animation Diversity Awards on October 28th. The awards are part of the Spark Animation 2020 events, which ran from October 29th to November 8th. Mm. They honored Kyoto Animation for creating an inclusive studio based on a gender-balanced workplace. Uh, they, the board honored the studio for supporting and encouraging women to enter the animation industry with a model that gives women ongo- ongoing security. Uh, so the vice president of the award said, it is our honor to award this important award to Kyoto in Animation. As a Japanese producer myself, I'm particularly proud of the way Kyoto Animation shares uh, women in animation's inclusive principle of hiring female artists as well as their commitment to training artists. They have also displayed tremendous courage in the face of terrible tragedy. Uh, so not for nothing, that is pretty freaking cool. It definitely um, is. And Kyoto Animation announced in July that it's accepting applications again for different positions for both fixed team and year-round employment. And again, they do not at all, you know, discriminate in what they perceive as being, you know, decent artists. Mm. So it's pretty freaking cool. I mean, they, they for all the, for everything they definitely deserve that, you know. Yeah, they they they've definitely gone through a lot of crap in the past couple of years. I mean, basically having their entire system burned to the ground, having to look for a new place, having to figure out what they were doing with the old land, and now basically dealing with COVID on top of trying to get themselves back out there. Uh, but you know they they kept going with it mm-hmm. they're you know they were like look we've got this series and it's gonna be out there it's just gonna be a little slow and you know luckily they didn't have to go through a whole bunch of people that were like no screw you give it to me damn right so it was just it's nice to see them being acknowledged for what they're actually doing for the industry definitely Now, maybe somebody at Kill Animation could talk to the people at Trigger or whoever and get us a second season of Penny and Stocking. Hey, not for nothing, I'm okay with the second season of Madragons, okay? Yeah. Yeah, because Irma's best dragon. I agree with that. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. I think that's I think that's the first time we both agreed on something in a quite a long time. No. Okay. No, I I think we've I, maybe mm. we do have a tendency to like different characters. True. Anyway. Yeah. 
Now we're gonna talk about uh, another popular another popular anime, Attack on Titan. It looks like they're going to do a complete full color serialization of the manga, which I think is pretty cool. This information was released was revealed in the December issue of Kodansha's Basats Shonen Magazine. Um, they didn't say when the full color version will launch, but it's one of seven new projects for the magazine, and that's kind of cool. Now. The uh, creator of the, uh, the the manga Attack on Titan, Hajime Isayama, he launched the manga back in 2009. Uh, Kodansha published the 32nd volume of the series back on September 9th. And they're also currently publishing the manga digitally and f physical copies as well here in the U.S. And the 31st volume just came out back in uh, August 25th. And that's kind of cool. Um, Isayama previewed the rough layout for the final panel of the manga series on the MBS documentary program Jonet Tariku it, back in November 2018 as he stated he aimed to end the manga this year and in a side note he has said that the manga is like 1-2% to 2 from completion and he is aiming to finish it this year. I've heard that before because here's something interesting every Dragon Ball Z arc that you have watched that was Akira Toriyama trying to end the friggin' manga. But it got so popular, so he did. He threw another arc on it in hopes to end the manga. <laughs> but uh, the first uh, season of the anime premiered back in April 2013. The second season came out four years later. And the first part of season three premiered uh, July of 2018. With the second half um, premiering in Japan back in April of 2019. The final season will premiere on NHK on December 7th. The manga has also inspired many spin-off mangas and novels, several spin-off anime, video games, and a live-action adaptation. The manga has more than 100 million copies in print worldwide, and I actually have the Attack on Titan game for Xbox One. I haven't played it. I caught it on clearance, and it's still sealed on my shelf. Right next to the... To next to the Arslan video game. I'll get to it. Eventually, I will get to it. <laughs> and now we look in our chat room here at um, twitch.tv slash anime jam session. Let's see here. We're talking uh, about more cell phones. Bob Coffee talks about how Apple works better with Japan for various services. Uh, Kiyosumi wants more panty and stocking. I think we all are concur about that. Okay. And... Cool. A lot of tech talk up in here, and unfortunately, I can't get into it at the moment, but, you know, it is what it is. But over to you, Ichigo. Well, talking about tech, if you're a Macross fan from back in the day, this will throw you back for mm -hmm. sure, as we're getting the first solo concert in 10 years. Ooh. Um, so if you're a big Macross fan, um, Macross Frontier to hold its first solo concert in 10 years in 2021. A re-edited version of their 2008 concert will be streamed on YouTube on November 23rd. The Ooh. official portal site for the Macross anime franchise announced on November 6th that its third TV anime series, Macross Frontier's first solo concert in 10 years, is set to be held in 2021. The series' two main singers, Megumi Nakajima as Ronka Lee and Mei In as Cheryl Nome, are confirmed to perform together on the stage. The series' last solo concert, 
Kano Yoko presents Macross Frontier Super Dimension Super Live Merry Christmas Without You. It was held in Tokyo and Kobe in December 2010. And the last time the two performed together was Sankyo presents Macross Crossover Live 2019 held in Makuhari Messe in Chiba in June 2019. Further details such as venue and tickets will be announced at a later date and I'm sure to probably their fan clubs first. Mm. Also, to celebrate the decision to hold the event, hashtag Air Macross F Live 2020 will be held on November 23rd, Cheryl's birthday, a very notable date of this year, 2020, and it is a plan to stream a re-edited version of the series that presents Macross Frontier Galaxy Tour Final Kona Service Metani Chinainin Dakarane concert, which was held at Nippon Budokan in November 2008 on the Macross franchise's official YouTube channel. And it will be streamed for free from, uh, I think, 10 o'clock. No, sorry, from 8 o'clock Japan Standard Time till 3 or 3 p.m., I guess, Pacific Time on mm. November 23rd. And no archiving of the stream will be available. Which means somebody um, yeah. is, if it's going to be on YouTube, somebody's going to connect to it and, and pull and rip the stream. I, you know, honestly, no. I don't put, uh, I don't put it past any of our, our lovely uh, <laughs> internet minds. And in our chat, we have some folks that are, uh, they, they like the idea of the Macross, but they're looking for maybe some more Robotech love. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Cause, uh, yeah. yeah, I definitely, I think, yeah, Robotech doesn't get enough love at all. Yeah, because I do have a copy of the um, the Anime NYC concert just for Guilty Kiss. I have a, I have that on my hard drive. Again, if there is a way to stream it, there is a way to copy said stream. <laughs> and yeah. Bob Coffey says, obligatory fuck Harmony Gold comment here. And, and I think also earlier we heard Damien. Did we? Yes, you heard Damien. I, I kind of heard him meow. I think I think he was meowing on aspect. He might be a Cheryl Gnome fan. <laughs> yeah, he came into the room and meowed to make sure that I was actually in here. And now he's on the bed purring. And tell everybody how far away you are from the bed. I am about a foot away from his face right now. And you can hear him quite loud and clear on feed. <laughs> and Bob Coffee goes, Damien like Cheryl Gnome, definitely a cat of culture. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right. Now, this next article, Mako, this one has me intrigued. It, it really does. Yeah, I... I... It's it's not often that they will do something like this uh, just because of how, uh, I guess, difficult it is and how much writing it takes. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, there is a Twitter manga, and it's going to be interactive. Mm -hmm. It's from Project 7 Batsu. From Cyber, uh, Cyber uh, makers of Ikimen mobile games. Uh, their character designs and the manga itself are drawn by artist Miri Nasa Nanase. Uh, 
So, yeah, um, it takes place in a future Japan devastated by resource depletion and pollution. You as the reader get to fill the role of researcher sent out at sent out to track the whereabouts of a group of test subjects referred to as the seven deadly sins. The subjects escaped seven years ago in a lab explosion and are currently somewhere in Tokyo in a restricted area. So yeah, um, they basically it's, it's going to have voice acting and uh, like the art style is, you know, kind of, Crap, what was that anime? I can't even think right now. Kiznavir? No, no. Um, anyway, so it's going to progr- uh, progress based on reader reactions uh, with likes, retweets, and polls. And that's going to end up steering the story. Uh, but a number of bad ends await depending on how the choices stack up. So they've got this thing planned and they've got this thing planned to go in different directions and planned to end very badly. Mm. So this is going to kick off January 2021 and their official Twitter account is 7Batsu, B-A-T-S-U on Twitter. You know, it reminds me of those choose your own adventure books from back in the day. I think that's basically what it's supposed to be based on. I'm really hoping that somebody will come in and translate um, just because it is all in uh, Japanese. So I'm really hoping that they'll actually have, you know, an English version Twitter and, you know, a Spanish version Twitter, Mm -hmm. not just the Japanese Twitter. Um, I mean, I can, I get to go on here and I look at the pretty art, but unfortunately I do not know um, Japanese. So I cannot read it for myself. Gotcha. Gotcha. It just reminds me of like being in elementary school and I guess, yeah, elementary school for the most part. Every time there was a book fair going around, at least 75% of my money went to those damn choose your own adventure books. And now there's a there's also a card game based on that too now. Yeah, my money went to Mad Libs. Mm-hmm. And it's me, so they all ended up being porn. Ah. <laughs> Can't take you anywhere. What? That's what they're for. Bad language and pornography. Like the internet. Come on, you know that those were the original memes. Probably. No probably about it. That's all I gotta say. As we... Make our way to the next Damn part. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. It was just perfect timing on that one. It, it, it really was. All right, let me, let me move this over here. So our next uh, point of discussion we're going to talk about is uh, Bondi's Tamashii Nations. And if you know Tamashii Nations, 
they make the um the all of the awesome figurines that come that come out like the, some like the love life some of the love life figurines and Gundam figurines and stuff like that posable Sailor Moon figurines and stuff like that. So what's going to happen is they're going to launch their annual exhibit virtually. But it sadly it's already happened so maybe we you can go online and just kind of see what they had up there. So basically the virtual event was from the 6th to the 8th and it's going to be just like their event that they had in July called Tamashi Features 2020. You can basically go to their official website and just see all of the um, exhibits that they have that's available. The online venue has exclusive attractions like a VR exhibition hall, 360 degree panoramas of the figures, and streaming of new product announcements. Held under the theme of Figure Museum, the event boasts almost 1,000 figures created under the Tamashi Nation's brand, including both past favorites and new products. This year, Exhibits focus on two sub-brands, Solo Chogodin, which is die-cast metal toys, and SH Figure Arts, highly detailed and articulated action figures. Um, I suppose you could say highly detailed and articulated, I suppose, maybe. New products unveiled at the event included the first-ever life-size replica of Tanjiro Kamado and Kyojiro Rengoku's Nichiren swords from Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba. Created by Proplica, uh, a large high-quality Ultraman Zero figure that serves as the debut for the Tamashi Studio Premium sub-brand. And I would not mind um, owning uh, Tanjiro's blade, just having it on display. Special guests like voice actor Junya Inoki, who voices Juji Itadori and Jujutsu Kaisen, director Goro Taniguchi, who worked on Code Geass, Lilos of the Re Rebellion, and screenwriter uh, Kazuki Nakashima, who worked on Gurren Lagann, were also set to make appearances dur to, during exclusive programs and panels. And if you go to otakumo.com, you may be able to find some of the selected figurines from Tamashii Nation 2020 there in the future. So, if you want more information, you can just head on over to uh, Tamashii Nation 2020.tamashinations.com. And I will uh, drop that link right in the chat there. And yes, uh, VX8. Probably good stuff are high quality. Believe you me, the bitching I hear on the Sailor Moon groups about Proplicas. That's all I got to say about that. I don't know what I would do with a Proplica. Because I don't like taking things out of the boxes, but you can't see it when it's in the box. Mm. I may or may not have two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it is mostly the um, the crest, the her compact mm -hmm. um, from the first season, and then the moon wand. Uh, moon, is it tiara? I think. Um, but yeah, I like, I just, I like them. They bring a sense of like magical girl and I don't wear them out. We have an area where we display figurines and stuff. Like John has a few figurines. We actually have some one piece figurines mm. that um, we use Nami and Sanji for our wedding cake and stuff, but we have the whole collection. And um, of course um, John has a like statuette sculpture of an art image of star Wars 
Yeah. We have posters and some other figurines. So I feel like it's one of those weird niche markets where it's between like not so much an action figure, but an action toy and a display piece. Because I know like, um, is it Sailor Tortilla? Mm-hmm. Um, who does have a big collection of a lot of multiple years of like Bandai and other Sailor Moon goods. And I know she tends to take them out of the box and do reviews on them. Um, I've seen mixed reviews about the Proplicas, um, but definitely I like the original coloring they came out with. I think the new colors mm-hmm. didn't need to happen, but, you know, to each their own. Yeah, right now the big thing people are, are, are kind of complaining about the fact that they reissued the SH figure arts and more of an anime color style. And to be perfectly honest, I thought that's what the originals were. I'm like, oh. Well, I might pick up a Venus just to throw into the collection. Because, look, I, I, look, when it comes to figure arts, I have two Venuses, one still in the box, one on display. I have a Sailor V, which is still in the box, and I think another friend has another one for me. Uh, I have, I believe, Super Sailor Venus on display as well. So, I have a Figure Arts Zero. So, I'm, and I also have a another regular Super Sailor Moon still in the box, and I don't know if that's autographed or not, so. <laughs> I don't think I ended up getting any of the Figure Arts. I mean, they're between thirty and fifty dollars now. If you still want to grab one, yeah, I don't. I, I've got, I've got so much other crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, what I, I, what I actually really, really want is a true proplica of Jupiter's wand. Mm. And they basically they did, you know, everything for Moon. Yeah. Then they started on Chibi Moon, mm-hmm. and then they went. Let's give the gays something. Because <laughs> not I for mean, nothing, there is a crap ton of Neptune and Uranus stuff yeah. out. And I absolutely love it. But yeah. I want my Jupiter crap, damn yeah, it. Yeah, they, they, they kind of relegated the inner scouts, like the secondary scouts, mm-hmm. to being Gashapon figurines or items you'll get out of the capsule machines yeah and it would be really nice to get something that isn't a um a pointer stick yeah <laughs> i have like one of those of jupiter wand it's not a pointer stick or it's not a a three-piece pen that i get that has pieces that fall off of it for sailor jupiter sailor mercury um i also yeah, I mean... cannot wait for them to release the cameos for Chibi Moon and Saturn. And then the only other one I'll need for my collection is Chibi Chibi Moon. So. See, that's the other thing is I want them to release stuff for Saturn because Saturn's wand is basically never seen. So I would like for them to do something official and, you know, maybe they'll actually do it in the animated series and all Mm -hmm. of that that they're working on now just so that you you know can actually see it but i would like for them to do something official for that so people can stop bitching about it (laughs) well i i I, i'm following in the chat and kills you may says she wants a mercury wand so i actually went on amazon just just idly just to see what's there and oh my 
God, this 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 just reeks of absolute bootleg. Um, there was a set that came out with all five. With the pens, right? Uh, the pens. I ha- I have that. That was given to me as a gift from a friend of mine, and I, was I like, have the Jupiter from that set. And I was just like, "Damn, dude! I just wasn't expecting." Yeah, he got it from Mandrake. I was like, "Damn," you know. But um, let's see if I can just do it correctly here. Now I and I looked it up, and you, you gotta you gotta see this. This is basically a blue version of of Moon of Sailor Moon's wand. I'm just like that's just that's just wow. I know, I know. That's the kind of crap that you think somebody's gonna take for like Elsa. I know. Yeah, yeah, but the and make Elsa a magical girl. That crap would work really well for a magical girl, Elsa. Yeah, it would, but it's just how blatant it is. I'm just, you know. <laughs> Bob Coffee in our chat room goes, "That is Sailor Moonshine's wand." I am done. <laughs> I think I must have missed the link because I'm not no, seeing no, it in the chat or no, anything. Look, oh, I posted it in in the stream on so you can see it. Oh, yeah, there's a picture on the stream but, covering our beautiful faces. Yes, but I just posted the link as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's just that's a that's a special kind of special. But you're right. Mako, you're so right about that. <laughs> wow. It's like I, I feel like somebody needs to take that and hit somebody over the head and start singing Let It Go. <laughs> but like a metal version. I think I have a I have a power metal version of that on my computer somewhere, and you know this. Yeah, but is it decent? I think it's decent. You just don't like Pelke. I like some of his crap. Okay. A lot of his crap is crap. <laughs> it's Norwegian power metal music. What do you expect? Not for it to be crap. Mm. It's not that I ask a lot. I just, you know, it's very hairband metal. And I, I, I like, you know, grunge or death metal. I Speaking want... of music. Yes. Yes, Ichigo. <laughs> Insert seg. <laughs> by the Insert, way. Please shut the hell up so that we can get this crap going. Great segue, <laughs> by the way. Great segue. Thank you. Thank you for that segue. I will ride my segue out of here now. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Uh, an anime music legend, Yoko Kano, uh, not uh, to be confused with Viking hair metal, uh, is to compose music for Japan's Takarazuka all-female review. The creator of soundtracks for Cowboy Bebop, Ghost in the Shell franchises, working on play set on the Silk Road. Even in a country with such proud theatrical forms as Kabuki and No, 
nothing can quite match the bombastic spectacle of the Takarazuka Review. Formed in 1913, the all-female acting organization's lavish, one-of-a-kind stage shows have earned them a fervent, loyal fan base and now extends beyond just Japan. The Takarazuka roster is divided into separate troops, and this winter, the snow be premiering its newest musical which will serve as the swan song for both its top male character actress Futo Nozomi and top female character actress Kiho Maya. However, the is also drawing attention for who's going to be joining the creative team, Yoko Kano, the talented musician who created the soundtrack to acclaimed anime Cowboy Bebop and will be serving as the composer for the upcoming production. The play, titled Arabesque, Silk Road, The Thief and the Jewel, takes place during the glory days of the East-West trade route and tells the tale of a thief who steals a blue diamond from a merchant caravan, setting in motion a story that transcends time and space. While the setting may sound like a mismatch to those only familiar with the jazz-infused pieces Kano created for Cowboy Bebop, the full scope of her professional songsmithing covers a staggering variety of genres, as showcased in soundtracks she composed for the anime The Ghost in the Shell, Macross, and Esclone. If you're wondering what a piece with Arabic influences may sound like, you can actually click on the link to the article, and there is a video in there as well. Uh, we hope you look forward to the harmony between the creative world of Yako Kano's music and acting of the Snow Troop, led by Futo Nozomi, the troop said as part of the announcement, Arabesque opens on January 1st and runs until February 8th at Takarazuka's main theater in Yogo Prefecture before coming to the troop's Tokyo theater for a February 26th to April 11th engagement. Um, and they have all the social media links and stuff like mm. that for the show on the article. Um, but yeah, if you've never seen Yoko Kano in person... She can play anything. She has so much talent and so much uh, performance energy that it is just insane. Um, I've gotten to see her play in concert once, uh, and that was just, it was a dream. It was lovely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now we've got uh, <laughs> people dealing with my Segway comment from earlier. Or Chigo Blart, Stream Cup, riding along on a Segway. Heck yes. Um Yes, and yes, Yoko Kano is also the composer you know for Macross Plus and Macross Frontier. Um, and I can actually and Bob see... obviously says that his opinion is that Macross Plus is one of, if the not best of her work, next to and turn A. I will have to admit, I can see you on the um on the Segway, and you're just hog tying like criminals with like leftover fabric that you just have it like a lasso and just like. You know. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I think that's really cool that she's able to work with them and it's going to be more of like a theatrical application and the fact that they can actually have theater shows because they know how to behave. Um, but yeah, I think that's really, really cool. I'm really excited to see more of her work and seeing her continuing to create is just awesome. Yes, indeed. And we go back into our chat room here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. There was a discussion of live action Sailor Moon, and yes, PGSM is crack, and I and I and I love it. 
I wish they had gotten a second season of it. I do have PGSM Artemis in my uh, closet. The package is still passable for the most part. But here's something interesting. The, the actress who played uh, Rei Hino, Keiko Kitakawa, she was actually in Fast and the Furious 3, Tokyo Drift. So that would be the only reason why I would ever watch the third film. I think she's in a later film, too. Is she? I think one of the... I Was it 8, I think? That just came out? Well, I may have to check. I may have to look into that. Yeah, I'll have to look. I know that one of the last ones that just came out, they basically got a whole bunch of them together from over the years that had only done, you know, one movie here and there and did, like, a whole crossover of everything. If they did, I'm not, I'm not. Ah, yes, she does show up. Thank you. In which one? Um, oh, I, I guess Kazumi saw it. So I guess she made a, a cameo appearance because, you know, it, it, what's interesting, I don't, I don't see it here. So that's interesting. She was in Paradise Kiss. Okay, cool. And I think we just talked about her on the show a few weeks ago. She, I think she just got married and has a kid or something like that. Yeah, she you, just had a baby. Yep. there. I thought so. And I'm still following um, the, the actress that plays uh, Minako Aino, and she really is a friggin' idol actress now. <laughs> I think that, that, that that's kind of cool. All right. So now we're at the part of the show that, you know, you're probably here for anyway. Meanwhile, in Japan, interesting articles that come out of Japan that we, we, that we like to share with y'all. So let's take a look here. You know, I'm... Because of the way I've been feeling, I'm going to take the third article. Obviously, I'm taking this the the second one, I think it is. Yep. Yeah, the second one. All right, then I'm going to take the last one. Okay. So that first one can be moved over for next week, I guess. Yeah, I will, yeah it's highlighted and marked. All right. So let, let, let's go ahead and get, get things going. All right. Well, I guess since I uh, took the second article, uh, I'm I'm making waves in the fashion uh, community with this yep. one. Um, so in Akihabara or Akihabara, there have been movements in cyberpunk fashion, and I'm sorry you're hearing me scroll feverishly upward. Um, it's okay. We <laughs> to forgive the top you. of the article. Uh, cyberpunk, it's to give you guys time to let it load, because it's worth it. <laughs> cyberpunk kimono <laughs> fashion hits the streets of Akihabara, complete with a neon sign, Obi. And this isn't LED wire, this isn't lights or light sticks shoved into a backing, this is actual neon lights on this person's back. Wearable neon light tubes look set to become the fashion statement of the season. Ever since the cult sci-fi film Blade Runner captivated audience in 1982 with its futuristic neon-lit setting, people from around the world have been comparing the look of the movie to Tokyo, as it's the closest thing yet to a cyberpunk-filled world with bright lights and futuristic technology. Some of the best places in Tokyo to get that cyberpunk feel are Shinjuku and Akihabara where walls of lights and multi-story tech stores vie for your attention. And the only thing missing from the landscape is people dressed in futuristic gear. But one cyberhead is here to help with that, creating a new look that fits in with the lights of the city 
in the form of a backpack containing a neon sign. Its designer, with a Twitter tag Tanago, who proudly calls herself a cybermum, shared photos of the stunning creation online, saying she's become the first person to carry a real neon tube on their back. And she may well be right, as it's something we haven't certainly seen on the streets of Tokyo before. And believe us, we've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. There are so many neat details to this look, starting with the neon tubing itself, which has been crafted to read Deno, made up of two kanji. The first one represents lightning bolt, and the second represents brain. Deno can be read as Cyberbrain, and is the name given to cyberbrains seen in the Ghost in Shell series. The designer went through a variety of design options before choosing the design that they did put through, and um, they worked with manufacturer Aoi Neon to carefully bend the neon tubes to perfectly match up with the design. In addition to the neon sign, Tanago has used the word Deno on a light-up LED light visor as well, as well as mm, uh, using a fabric that has motherboards and tubes and other, you know, technological devices printed on it, and the emergency mask and green was well, a cyberpunk yukata. Um, when it's not being used, the neon sign acts as a gorgeous light indoors. When worn with her cyber yukata, the way the neon sign sits on her back makes it look like a futuristic obi sash. Mm. And Tanago is no stranger to cool obi, as she's made fantastic gaming obi for this year's Maker Fair Tokyo. And uh, the fair itself is a showcase of invention, creativity, and resourcefulness, which celebrates makers and their awesome creations. You can also view that make as well in the article because she made the futuristic-looking obi with computer fans and lighting. As a cyber mom, cyberpunk cool is part of Tanago's every day, and she's bringing light to the streets quite literally, even in the daylight hours. She also turns heads in Tokyo with her bright red kimono and bright red matching bicycle as well. So the next time you're in the streets of Tokyo, make sure to keep an eye out for Tanago lighting up the streets with her head-turning cyberpunk fashion, you can also follow her on Twitter or her blog for future projects. And I like how her red kimono on the bike is an ode to uh, Akira. Akira. That's cool. And again, I can see you walking around town like this with, with your logo on the back and with a little uh, knife underneath, you know, just in case if someone wants to cop an attitude. I mean, if I had my kimono made by then, I might have worn it. Um, they're very open culture-wise, as long as you're wearing the garments correctly mm-hmm. or you're not disrespecting the culture, um, they're very open to sharing their clothing culture with you. I did dress up when I was there last time, though. Um, nice. Unfortunately, uh, there weren't a lot of other kids out because Akiba and Shinjuku have become kind of hot spots for very aggressive tourism. Mm. And unfortunately, that scares away a lot of the kids. But we did see um, quite a good array of people um, in uh, Yoyogi Park and things like that because it was one of the weeks was during a like a national holiday. So it was mm-hmm. kind of cool to see all the events and stuff going on. Pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so this next article I'm talking about, it's kind of con- connected to the election, but it's not a bad thing. 
it's sort of like how there is an Obama Japan per se. So we have a Japanese uh, Joe Biden. So and I just like this is really interesting. So and believe it or not, Japanese media has been following our election here, and it's just funny. It kind of it kind of helps. So so what's happening is that. Um, Oh, in a town of Kumamoto, over in Kumamoto Prefecture, uh, there is a person who is the mayor of Yamato, which is a country town in Kumamoto Prefecture, who is Japan's Joe Biden. Now, the thing is, his real name is Yutaka Umeda. But the reason why... His name is the same as Joe Biden's, even though it's different. It's due to the kanji that is used in his name and the way it is written out. The first two kanji of his name means plum and rice field and are commonly read as ume and da to create umeda, which is a common surname in Japan. An alternate reading of the, to the two characters is bai and den. Now, the character for the, his name, Yutaka, is more commonly read as Joe. Therefore, Yutaka's Umeda's name can be read as Biden Joe in Japanese, but the way we look at it is as Joe Biden. And I think that's pretty cool. And he's gotten quite popular about that, as we've seen on social media. But what's interesting is that Umeda says that his first name has always been a bit of a sore point for him, as the kanji for his name was an old kanji that was very difficult to write, and not many Japanese knew to read it as Yutaka. They always misread it as Joe or Minoru, which is a more common readings of that kanji. He said only one in a thousand people he met could read his name as Yutaka, so it came more of a surprise that Umeda that his name actually turned out to be the thing that thrust him into the spotlight following um, Joe Biden's presidential win. So he was inundated with phone calls over the weekend, and Umeda says he would now hope to use his newfound fame for the greater good of the community, hoping it will make Yamato more widely known in both Japan and overseas. Then again, which is again understandable because Yamato is a small town of roughly 15,000 people. He also said he hopes Mr. Biden would be able to enjoy Yamato's organic vegetables in the future, and he'll be working with his staff and townspeople to find make good use of the Biden connection. There are hopes that more people will come to visit Yamato once the coronavirus pandemic dies down, and a sister city agreement with America will be another great development to come out of the connection. But like I said at the top of the article, this isn't the first time we've 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 had this. Um, there's a small Japanese country town that has attracted worldwide attention as Obama and the Fukui Prefecture also found itself thrust in the spotlight during Obama's presidency. And let us not forget Conan Town and Totori Prefecture, who welcomed the talk show host to its location back in 2018. So I think that, that, that that's kind of cool. So. See, there's positives everywhere. All right, Mako-chan. Okie dokie. So, uh, yeah, there has um, been a call coming from inside your house. 
so a lot of times you get prank calls being called to the emergency hotlines. Um, whether that's here or in Japan, there will always be somebody that will prank call and just because they don't know any better mm-hmm. or just to find out if, you know, something like that would work. I do know that uh, my older cousin saw in a movie that if you uh, hang up the phone quickly enough, you can do 911 just like that without having to actually dial it. And she found this out because she did it. Mm. And then my mother got on the phone and said, we saw it in a movie and, you know, she didn't realize it would actually work. And then once that was done, a cop actually came because that's what they do. So um, in Akita City, every once in a while, there will be calls that come through their fire department, which is 119. But rather than a voice, um, the operator usually only hears various mechanical buzzing and rumbling sounds. So this happens quite often, actually. Uh, They've clocked it in, you know, once, twice per year. Mm -hmm. And basically, it's a fault in the phone line. Um, Except in the last couple of months, um, they've actually had it happen a number of times. Um, Let me get back up to that because, you know, it doesn't want to do it. So since May of this year, there are phones seemingly calling 119 by themselves, um, and it's spiked to nine since May. The calls occur at various times of the day, always from a landline, and often when the residents aren't even home. Some homeowners were surprised to come home to a fire brigade parked out front, while others were woken in the middle of the night by sirens, only to find that their house had called 119. This increased frequency has raised the severity of the problem from a mild inconvenience to a potential life-threatening nuisance. So the fire departments are pushing phone companies to look into it a little bit more seriously. Uh, Readers have, you know, been trying to figure out the mystery as well. So uh, Cosmic Rays, um, I know this is serious and dangerous, but I think this is a great topic for occult lovers. Mm -hmm. It's got to be someone breaking in and pulling a prank. Um, I've heard there's a short in the overhead wires and the wind blows it just right. It'll dial 119. Uh, Basically, the uh, phone company has been looking into it since September and they're still uh, no closer to an explanation. Meanwhile, the fire chief um, inspected their 119 system and found everything to be fine. He stated, uh, this is just my opinion, but based on what I've seen, I think it is from really old equipment like black telephones that still haven't upgraded to touch tone. Mm. Black telephone is the Japanese term for a rotary telephone. Uh, So they're thinking that too Mm. many people with old equipment trying to get onto newer systems or even old wiring could be causing issues from phones like that, that don't have, you know, touch tone. They, you know, are just basically connecting wires to each other to call. Um, Unfortunately, you know, there's no way to actually figure this out until, you know, people go door to door and Mm -hmm. try and figure out, you know, 
where like what exactly is causing these calls so yeah um i think it's pretty cool just because there are so many i guess uh myths about phone calls coming from inside the house and this is japan and japan is weird enough to have people that you know hide in the walls and the ceilings and you know your bed <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, so hey, Japan, how's that uh, ten-year fax upgrade going? Yeah. Uh, wow, you went there. I, that... I I did go there. I did go there. I faxed a letter to myself to come back here, so I came back here and I faxed the letter. So uh, it's gonna take a while. Um, but yeah, no, it, you know, it's definitely, honestly, I think it is a miscommunication of the hyper future and the past. Mm. Um, there are still so many rural areas. I know in my article, I talked about how very futuristic and technologically advanced that a lot of our kind of imaginations or imaginative like worlds are based a lot in like a, it for a lack of a better term, like an exotic right. culture to mm-hmm. our own. But at the end of the day, there are still places over there that we might consider the Japanese version of redneck, you know, who hate to see white people in their country and never want to deal with them and never want to deal with tourists and stuff like that. And still want to just, they just want to grow their rice. They just want to enjoy their culture and that's it, you know? Um, and, Again, so the wiring and the technological advances in those areas are not, it's kind of like internet here, where there are still cities and things like that that don't have access to internet um, or, or reasonable wiring or even plumbing. Mm. Um, but I, I would imagine that it is probably just a matter of some technological miscommunications, but it is really cool that they think that it's like haunted because it is very, it is very, coincidental and spooky um considering that they have a very big culture of of oni and mischievous creatures um in in a lot of their myths i I totally get it anywho it's about that time shall we uh wrap it up yes All right. Yeah. This, this time I'm changing the outro theme to something different. Um, if it'll play. Well, and I understand. I know my thing. I've noticed that everybody was like a it's a big Jeopardy fan. I wasn't a fan of Jeopardy per se. I've enjoyed episodes here and there. But my show with Alex Trebek was Classic Concentration. So I remember as a kid, like when I was homesick or during the summer, I'd watch every single episode. I, I just actually loved it. And his personality on there was totally different from what it was on Jeopardy. I guess it's a different show and so forth. So I'm playing this as our outro to not just honor a great man, but I also want to kind of throw some towards one of my favorite game shows as a kid growing up. So... As we, go, as we go along with it. If you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers. We're independent podcasters. 
What we tell you that we like and don't like, we basically mean it. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, anime reviews, convention reports, cosplay tips and tricks and interviews, anime reviews, and a whole lot more. That's AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, you can find us on podcasting sites, so you can definitely check out a lot of our older episodes. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and then some. And some of these sites, you can leave reviews, so we'd appreciate it if you left a review. We'd love to hear it. And don't forget to follow us on social media, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Check those out for when we're going live, upcoming articles, if you want to check out our cosplay photos, convention video coverage, and a whole lot more. That's Anime Jam Session tied to YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you like, throw us a couple of bucks if you want to. Uh, streamlabs.com slash Anime Jam Session. Um, Ko-Fi.com slash Anime Jam Session. Throw us a little love if you like. So I'm going to go around the room Last words, Mako-chan. I've got a kitty. Of course you do. Last words, Ichigo. Feverishly typing on my computer. And then I'm going to go have some pizza. Have some. Have a nom for me. My last words, I'm probably going to relax and watch some more anime, play some Halo 5, and that's it. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Ari will be back. We're going to chill. We're going to have a good time. So we're going to get up on out of here. So I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Night. Bye. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect. We're out of here. See you next week. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, dammit! For transcripts of this episode, start typing! Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!